if if the water in Florida is yucky and there's dead fish on the beach, you know, people people don't really want to go. If if it's like that, um, the fishing guides certainly suffer. If it's mm-hmm. like that, um, you know, all the other things suffer too. The, the the property values in Florida go down. Everything goes down. So they've been able to kind of unite all these people to understand that this isn't a fishing problem. This is an everything problem. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing in the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Master Captain Angie Scott. Tom Roland, welcome back to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast. I'm happy hey, to have thanks. you back on the show. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I want to have you on to talk about a cool thing you're doing this year. Now, I know you've done the, this 10,000 push-up challenge in the past. It was last year the first year, or have you done it for several years now? Um, I think it's been going for about four years Okay. Uh, as far as what, what I've been doing. Then I did it previous to that. I had done it myself um, you know, a, a few years before that. So it, it's not really new. Um, it's been around, and um, I just kind of have adopted it to to be something that the people that listen to my podcast kind of wanted to do. And, and then this year I added a little different spin to it. So yeah. that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm excited to talk, talk to you about that. You know, this is a great time of year to do something like this, obviously, because going into the new year, everybody's kind of focused on fitness and, you know, getting back into shape. And so this challenge actually kick, you can sign up for it now, um, but it actually kicks off on February 1st. So, um, so I want to talk about the new aspect that you've incorporated into it this year. Um, but before we get into that, just, you know, if somebody wants to do a, a challenge like this, what, what are a few things that you could do starting now to kind of prepare yourself? Well, there's, there's, um, certainly, <clears throat> excuse me, certainly there's physical preparation and then there's like mental preparation to two kind of different things. So maybe the mental preparation is even more important for this or a marathon or a 5k or uh, anything, anything, you know, the new year's resolution, like going back to the gym, like I'm going to, I'm going to work out three days a week and, or, or whatever, whatever your new year's revolution resolution is. It seems like if, if there's a reason, like a compelling reason why, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, just kind of the resolution gets you through the month of January and maybe into the month of February, but a lot of resolutions fail, right? Like people, that's why gyms stay in business because if everybody that was signed up for 24 hour fitness showed up at the same time, there wouldn't be enough equipment or room for every, so they count on that. Right. But you, you kind of prepare for any of these things mentally. Like if there's, if there is that compelling reason, you know, on the days when it gets harder, and you don't really want to do it, which will happen. Um, that's kind of what pushes you through. You have that you have that reason that is driving you, and um, so that's kind of the mental preparation. The physical preparation, certainly, um, you know, ten thousand push-ups is three hundred thirty-three push-ups a day for thirty days and thereabouts. And um, you know, if if you haven't been doing push-ups, to just expect your body to do three hundred thirty-three a day you know, day after day might, 
not be all that comfortable. So that's one of the reasons why I started the sign up in January and for the, uh, for the contest or the challenge to begin in February so that people would have a little bit of a, of a kind of ramp up. And, um, you know, I think it would start with just doing a few pushups here and there, the, the amount that you're comfortable with. And then each day just kind of adding, adding a few more. And, mm-hmm. um, we've, I've gone over several different, um, programs that, uh, that I've used in the past to increase the push-up numbers. And I've, I've done those on my podcast. Um, those type of programs that will increase push-up numbers. Those are, that's certainly a good thing to do as well, but you know, you just want to be kind of ready for it. And then you just, you know, this year there's a team aspect. So if you just think 333 is way too many, if you have two people on your team, it's half that many. If you have, four people it's half again that and you can get it to where it's a where it is a um a doable number for wherever you are right now mm-hmm. and uh and then there's the reason why which we can go right. into whenever you're ready yeah let's yeah let's absolutely talk about that so so speaking of compelling reasons i mean this year it's all about getting awareness out and getting people on board to support Captains for Clean Waters, and um, talk a little bit about that organization for people who aren't familiar with them and what they're all about. Sure, um, you know, in in the state of Florida, we have some issues that have affected the waters on both sides of of the state of Florida and to the south for the Everglades. So there are a group of fishing guides, um, Daniel Andrews is um, one of them. Chris Whitman is another that were fishing guides kind of around the Caloosahatchee River area. There were these algae blooms that were happening and all kinds of water issues stemming from the water that was being um, let out of Lake Okeechobee. And it would go over and enter the Gulf of Mexico. And when we hit that warm salt water, all the nutrients in that water would help to create an algae bloom that was completely unnatural and unprecedented and also, you know, killed a ton of fish and just made the water kind of yucky, not, not really what they wanted. And so they just kind of waited around for anybody to do anything. And it didn't seem like anybody was going to do anything or anybody knew what to do. There was no leadership anywhere. So those, those guys kind of took it upon themselves to just say, well, you know, it seems like there could be some solutions here and we're going to really work towards those solutions. And that was the beginning of Captains for Clean Water. And it's an organization that is a real grassroots organization started by um, fishing guides. Um, but it's not it's certainly by no means supported only by fishing guides. Now, um, it's supported by everyone who has any interest in the state of Florida. Uh, as far as their water goes. So realtors, restaurant owners, Disney World, I mean, everybody. Like if if the water in Florida is yucky and there's dead fish on the beach, you know, people people don't really want to go. If, if it's like that, um, the fishing guides certainly suffer. If mm-hmm. it's like that, um, you know, all the other things suffer too. The, the, the property values in Florida go down. Everything goes down. So they've been able to kind of unite all these people to understand that this isn't a fishing problem. This is an everything problem. And, and 
it, they've, they've really done it in a way that, um, they're very, they're, they're very solution oriented. So instead of a lot of people that are really mad about these problems, when you have a bunch of dead fish on the beach and you have, you know, your, your livelihood is in danger in whatever, uh, aspect of that there is, you know, a lot of people, um, tend to start pointing the finger and yelling and screaming and being really upset, which are very justified doing that. Um, one of the things that I noticed about Captains for Clean Water right away is that they're very interested in solutions and they're, they're very interested in education and they're very interested in uniting all the people that have any interest in water, right? It's not political. It's not um, fishing oriented. It's not, it, it's everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone that has anything to do with water or any sort of interest in water, even if it's just that you want your grandchildren to be able to come down here and um, see the Everglades, like, like we're able to right now right. or better, even better than what we're able to. So they've been able to, to do that by looking for solutions and remaining very positive and, um, and really uniting people. And they've done some incredible work so far and there's lots more work to do. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me. They've, they've not been around a super long time, but they've really done a lot of great work in, in since they've started and have really grown growing the the organization and that's great to see one of the questions i was going to ask is you know i've you know obviously this podcast it's worldwide basically but you know if somebody watching this is in minnesota like why should they care about captains for clean water that's an excellent question um because uh i think the 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 state of of florida is is an economic powerhouse for the entire country if if the tourism dollars go down in in the state of Florida, you know, sooner or later, it's going to affect everyone in the country in some way, shape or form that may not be uh, I may not be able to explain it. But if if people aren't vacationing there like they are right now, I don't know, maybe they choose to spend their money elsewhere. The other reason that I think that um, someone from another state would be interested in this is that it's just a gr- great example of of what you can do when you see a problem in your backyard and you can actually take action and fix it. Captains for Clean Water right now has their hands full with what's going on in the state of Florida. But I, I see in the future that maybe they could expand out and and uh, try to help other states and other water issues. Certainly, if if the state of I don't know, Michigan or, or somewhere like that has a water problem associated with the Great Lakes. They might be able to look to the work that Captains for Clean Water has done and then you know, either insult those guys or, or uh, just follow suit and do uh, something similar that mm-hmm. is very effective. Um, so I think that, you know, if you've maybe, or maybe you just have a desire, like maybe a tarpon is your, your absolute, you know, dream fish, right? Well, might not happen this year. It might not happen next year, but one day you're going to, you're going to try to catch a turpin or a bonefish or a redfish, or, or maybe you just always wanted to see the Everglades. If that's on the bucket list, it's important for all of us to, to, you know, at least show um, the representation that we're interested in this. And this little, this little challenge is, is one way that you can do that. 
Yeah, I love that that you came up with this idea to to partner up with them this year to help spread awareness. Um, signing up is really simple. I signed up myself last night. Oh, good. I mean, it's good. Literally. That's awesome. Literally. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to do it. And uh, I mean, literally all I had to do was enter my email address. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> can't get any easier than that. Well, that's that's really important um, because in the past, I haven't required anyone to sign up to do anything. It's been really this physical challenge that's a very personal thing. Maybe you got a certificate. A lot of the people that did the challenge, they weren't even interested in the certificate. They were like, look, I did it for my own reasons. I don't, I don't need that. And those guys and girls and people are certainly welcome to come back and do this as a physical challenge for themselves. And it might have nothing to do with water. That's fine. Everybody's, everybody's invited, but as it, you know, the, we're just kind of trying to include more people this year because there's plenty of people that don't want to do. I mean, the the most common thing that people say to me is 10,000 pushups. I've never done 10,000 pushups in my whole life. You want me to do them in a month, right? So there's tons of people out there like that, but the whole idea, you know, behind this, this challenge is, is exactly that, that, um, you know, 10,000 pushups seems like a lot of pushups and it is a lot of pushups, but, and, and it might very well be out of someone's physical ability right now. Well, the water issues are much the same as that. The water issues seem daunting and huge. And how could any one person change the course of what's been going on for a long time? And it's it's very much the same as as this kind of little challenge is that, these 10,000 push-ups, that is a daunting giant number. But if you put together a team and everybody does small actions every day, it's really not that much. And you can accomplish that. And if you, um, you know, it's the same thing with the water issues, that if we can kind of band together and do small actions when necessary, big things can happen. And that's that's really why it's so important to register this year, because that email address puts you in the captains for clean water database so that you can receive educational information. You can receive information on when it's time to write a letter to your congressman and tell them that this is something that you're interested in. And they make it incredibly easy. I mean, if you thought it was easy to register for the challenge, (laughs) it's so easy to take action when necessary. They will have um, a pre-written email that will you know, state what, what we're trying to accomplish. You put in your zip code. It tells you, it, it, it populates who your congressman or senator or whoever you're trying to send this to. It automatically populates that. And you hit send and it sends, it sends to your, to your representation. So you don't have to, you know, mail anything. You don't have to do anything. It's just literally showing your support for this objective for clean water. And, and so that's why it's so important to register this year is that, is that like, you know, if we can band together, that's one thing, but if we can take action when at at key times, that's, that's really where the rubber meets the road on, on doing, actually doing something. Yeah. I love, I love the analogy between the, the push-up challenge and the work that captains for clean water are doing. And, and if anyone wonders, I mean, it does make a difference, um, I think they just uh, had a had a win on a 
something to do with Lake Okeechobee recently. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all this stuff, it, it adds up and, you know, we're, we're better, we're stronger together. So the more people that get on board and show their support, the bigger impact we're going to have. So that's great. That's um, exactly right. Yeah. What kind of, so when you've done this in the past, have, is it, have there been any like kind of results at the end of this challenge that somebody's <laughs> experienced uh, after doing 10,000 pushups in a month? Yeah. Um, I've gotten lots of messages and email and, and even pictures. I've, I've gotten pictures from people that, you know, they took a picture when they started and this is kind of goes back to kind of the physical thing and why we do it in the month of February um, is that everybody, you know, like you were saying, everybody's kind of, excited about, you know, starting this year fresh and doing something different or getting, you know, looking for some sort of, um, of, of a reason to get in shape or whatever. And for some people, this has been a really good reason for that. And I've had people, um, start the challenge and finish the challenge and literally look like two different people. I mean, Mm. it's crazy because I don't know, physical stuff like this, like it's almost like, you know, when you start making a little bit of progress, you get excited about that progress and then you want to make more progress. So, you know, some people have, um, and not just with this challenge, but with anything, say, say you want to run a 5k or whatever, and you, you start running a little bit. And at first it's really painful and not much fun. And then one day it's, you know, you start noticing, Oh, my clothes are fitting a little bit better and, and I'm sleeping better and I feel better. And then it's like, I wonder what would happen if I drank more water. And I wonder what would happen if I, you know, if I, if I started stretching a little bit more and wonder what would happen if I, if I started eating a little bit better. And so these little things kind of build upon another one. And you're just kind of like wanting to add these, these other things to the routine. And the next thing you know, by the end of the 30 days, you're eating differently, you're sleeping differently, you're drinking more water than you were before. And all of those things, plus the push-ups, or plus the running or plus whatever, going to the gym or whatever it is that you're doing. Now, now your lifestyle is completely different than it was at the beginning of the month. And so you'll see people that will have, you know, really big changes if something like that happens. Mm-hmm. Other people just, you know, it's a, it's a mental win that they right. didn't think they could do it. And they did. And, you know, maybe even at times uh, it looked like, wow, at this pace, I'm not going to, I'm not going to finish, you know, at the end of the month. And, and um, then they have a couple of big days, get caught back up. And next thing you know, they finish early and, and that's fine too. Like we have this little spreadsheet that my friend came up with and it shows you at the very beginning, you know, it'd just be 333 every day, but let's just say you did 500 one day. Well, then all the numbers would be reconfigured to this mm-hmm. is how many you need to do tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And at this pace, you're going to be finished on the on the 26th of the month or and then all of a sudden you, you look at your sheet and you've been entering it all in. And you're like, wow, at this pace, I'm going to be finished on the 20th. Like I'm really way ahead. And I think that sheet kind of helps a lot mm-hmm. and you can get that on the website. But um it kind of helps to show where you are and with a little bit more work, you can, you can finish early, you know, if you want, or take a break and, you know, have, have two or three days off and then, you know, get back to it. Yeah. Or get your friends involved. As you mentioned, you know, this, this can be a team challenge as well. So where, uh, what's the easiest way for somebody to get signed up? The easiest way is to go to Tom Roland podcast. So my last name is R O W L A N D. So T O M R O W L A N D podcast.com 
forward slash pushups. Or if you just go to TomRollandPodcast.com, there's a big button right on the right on the front because that's why most people are going to that website right now is to sign up for that. So you can hit that sign up for the 10,000 pushup challenge right away. Just ask for your first and last name and your email and um, you're signed up. You'll get a, you'll get an automatic response right away that kind of gives you some ideas about uh, what to expect. And as we get a little bit closer, there'll be some other sent, um, sent to you about the challenge and, and then it's, you know, Good to go. You just right. start doing push-ups. Game <laughs> um, on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, people will share because that's that's kind of what this is all about. There's a couple of difference differences again with with the team thing. And even if you're even if you're trying to take it on individually and you kind of have a have a day where, wow, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get my three hundred and thirty three. And somebody somebody says, What? Why are you doing so many push-ups? Well, that's that's the opportunity here also is to to bring someone in that you don't they don't have to be on your team um, or maybe you have a team of five and, and you're doing these at work. And somebody says, man, what? Why are you doing so many pushups? Well, that's that's the opportunity for a conversation starter about Captains for Clean Water and what they're doing and the Florida water issues. And and, you know, if someone's interested, that's a good opportunity to to talk to them about it and maybe they want to now join the team and that's fine. You could start out with two people and end up with 30. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's all about participation this year, all about kind of awareness and driving that education. So you can ask people to help you anytime. That's great. Well, what else, what do you got coming up this year in 2022 beyond the push-up challenge? Oh, you know, um, well, we have, we've got three shows where, produced so one that on is the water experience um then we also have another show that we produce called into the blue and we have a bass fishing show called Sweetwater. so those keep me pretty busy going to those shoots and um producing those we we have some great shows already filmed um for 2022 but we're still we still have some that we we need to finish some years we get way ahead and don't uh i mean we some years we would be finished filming for 2022 by now uh other years we kind of i like to wait really i'd rather film some shows later like some spring shows for tarpon and permit and bonefish and you know the fish that are that are really kind of around in the spring um and and not film all the shows in advance that's that's what i would prefer but you know some years we do and when you get finished early you don't have to worry about hurricanes (laughs) <laughs> and you don't have to worry about, you know, bad weather or anything like that. So you can operate at a little, little more leisurely pace. But, um, then other years, like when we do have those hurricanes or we do have, you know, whatever is the issue that, that makes it very difficult to film. Maybe it's just bad weather, just bad luck and bad weather. Then you kind of get under the gun and you'll have to film all the shows kind of right at, right at the end. So, mm. um, those are those are kind of the the key agendas. We've got um, you know a lot of work that we do with with Waypoint and um, mm-hmm. Waypoint's doing doing extremely well uh, this year. And the podcast, I, you know, I'm I'm really excited about the podcast this year. I've gotten some I've had some really great guests already, and um, you know, just kind of trying to incorporate more more feedback from the audience, like what people want to see and who they want to see on the show. Um, and what they want to learn from the show and then try to try to deliver that to the best of our ability. Um, 
And that's, that's cool. Cause a lot of people are listening to podcasts. I mean, you, yeah. you know, your podcast is, is gaining in popularity all the time and you got your cool, um, you do, by the way, <laughs> have the coolest rig of, of <laughs> anyone. You know, I have wanted that rig probably for 30 years. I saw, <laughs> I saw a pickup truck camper with this guy. He had a pickup truck camper. He had a motorcycle on the front of his pickup truck and a drift boat behind. And I was like, man, that is the ultimate. Because you could go to a river, you could run your own shuttle, you could fish anywhere, and then live right there in the truck. It was just, (laughs) it was so cool. So, man, you've got it going on. That's really Uh, nice. I love it. And we love our Lance truck camper. And uh, it's it's the way to go if you're, especially if you're a tournament angler like I am, to be able to pull your boat and have somewhere to stay. And, you know, be off grid if you need to be. Um, we like to we like to go to campgrounds and stuff. But I, if we yeah. ever, you know, if we ever have to, we can we get the generator and, and all that on board. So um, definitely love it. I encourage anybody to go that route if you're thinking about it, because it, it's just it, a little bit of a learning curve, um, you know, getting the learning how to load and unload it and all that from the truck. Yeah. But I think we've got that down pretty good now. Um, pretty pretty comfortable with all that so uh, that's awesome uh, yeah absolutely love it um so well great well i'll put a link to your uh website and where people can go to sign up for the challenge in the show notes for this episode and links to all your other shows and waypoints so people can check all that out um i saw that black rifle coffee has come on board as a title sponsor for you Mm -hmm. for your podcast this year so that's really cool yeah, I'm really excited about that. I love coffee. Like, yeah. And it's the best coffee too. So it's it's perfect for me because yeah. it's my favorite thing to do is sit around and talk and drink coffee. So that's it sounds like that's the that's the deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Absolutely. I'm supposed to do. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. I look forward well, thank to doing you. doing this challenge and uh and I can't wait for the end of the month to see uh see how it all goes. That's awesome. And you know, if anybody had any questions or concerns or I don't know, whatever, they could just send me an email at podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. If you have any questions about the challenge or wondering about, I don't know, any of it, that would be, uh, that'd be the best way to get in touch with me probably. Great. All right. right. Thanks again. All right. Thank you for having me. Good luck in the challenge. Thank you. 